Gutties. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Time for social studies. That's when we explore what's going on on our Twitter account at Bickley underscore Murata. Sarah Cazell takes us through it with your contributions. We love it. Yes. Don't let anybody tell you differently. <laughs> hey, ho, social time, social time. And there's people that keep their Twitter accounts just for social studies. Yes. Oh, How that about, is like the greatest compliment. Yeah, right? Yes, that, I love that. The people in their bios who put, I'm just here for social studies, don't tweet me. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my bio as well. Um, <laughs> we're on Twitter. The show account Good is idea. at Bickley underscore Marotta. Our personal accounts are linked in that bio as well. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals and, of course, the news that Kyler Murray will be out for a while with a torn ACL. We've got a four-option poll to start off with. What are you most concerned about with this injury for Kyler Murray? Concerned about how the team does without him? Concerned about how the team will replace him? If he can come back as the same player or how it impacts the job security for Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime? You want to go first on this? No, I'll let you go first, Vinny. My my concern is the long-term individual concern for Kyler Murray. A guy who, during his very storied athletic career, hasn't dealt with anything like this before. Can Which is he pretty come, remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Can he come back and, and be the same player? And and I don't know if people take offense to bringing that up as as a possibility. All things are possible right now. I've got faith that Kyler Murray is going to attack this rehab, but yeah, that's my concern. This was a this was an important stretch of five games for him individually, and everybody acknowledged that he doesn't get that now. And now you're adding in months and months of arduous rehab. It's a fair question, but that's what I'm concerned yeah, about. Yeah, th- and that well, that's exactly why I think that's where I would vote. As well, I, there's there's nothing more important to this franchise than than what is going to happen to their most expensive employee, and that's yeah. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Absolutely, I think it's totally fair to wonder to ask if he will come back the same player. I think it is completely unfair to say, oh, he's not even going to try in his rehab. He has 230 million reasons not to. That's I, not, yeah, the people in my mentions who have been saying that, I cannot understand why they really think Kyler would be cool just being like, okay, I'm done after an ACL tear. Really? There's listen. Kyler, he's a little awkward the way he expresses himself and the way he communicates. He, but he really is misunderstood. And, and Hollywood Brown talked about that last week that yeah. that people just really kind of miss on who he is as a person. Yes, and it, we're it, so accustomed to seeing vocal, uh, outspoken, um, not afraid to speak in front of a big crowd. You know, kind of thing, kind of quarterback. Yeah, he charismatic. Right, charismatic right, is the right, word I was looking for. Right. Thank you. Yeah, that's okay. That doesn't mean you're not no exactly all right if he comes back the same player is running away with it 65 percent of our voters including three of us went with that option 22 percent say they are most concerned about how this impacts cliff kingsbury and steve kime whether they do or don't stick around nine percent say they're most concerned about how the team will end up replacing him in the interim four percent are concerned about the team's performance in the meantime I don't think there's anything really to worry about there. <laughs> Kemi, I mean, come on. Like, are we, I don't have to explain myself. No. Kemi responds after having four <laughs> knee surgeries. For me, the physical comeback was not difficult. It was the mental. The brain remembers trauma, and I would inadvertently avoid emotions that resembled any of the injuries I suffered. It took back, or it took a while to bounce back mentally and trust the joint. Bobby Berry says, I am most concerned with why the passing 
passing game looks so much better with journeyman backup Colt McCoy. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't agree with that either. I, I don't. I, I think there were times yeah. when the change was a little bit stark, especially that first game that Colt McCoy started. But mm-hmm. overall, I don't think it looks much better. Mm-hmm. George Alper says Kyler will not come back the same. He's going to be skittish about cutting while running. Draft a quarterback. He writes in all caps. All right, next question. Going to the Phoenix Suns. More worries, guys. More concerns. What worries you most about this team's current roster? And this is an open-ended question. What worries you most about the Suns' current roster? I don't want to use the cop out and say the current. It's concerning the number of injuries that they're dealing with right now. But every yeah. team deals with that. I think it's something that I brought up with to, to Bick earlier in the show, and that is. It's been evident, but it's really been evident recently, and that's the lack of athleticism on this roster. Yeah. And that translates to what, you know, the the defense was a strength early on. The defense has kind of gone AWOL. Um, I guess long term, that's my biggest concern. Yeah. Athleticism and and aggression, I think, are are two elements this team is missing. I I agree with Vinny, but I, I had concerns about this roster before the season began. I had concerns about point guard, which campaign is answered. Uh, in a very positive way for most of the season. Um, I, I had concerns about rebounding, which has been off and on an issue. Um, it, all those concerns seemed to kind of dissipate when Devin Booker played at an MVP level, but that's not sustainable on that, I don't think. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that, uh, athleticism and aggression. All right. Timothy says this team needs a viable second option shot creator so badly that James Jones needs to hit on a trade or a trade or two. Lightning Jack says the team is soft. They have no enforcers. The bench is weak. James Jones couldn't pull the trigger on anything significant this offseason. <laughs> Sports Kebab fan club. Uh, his biggest concern about the team's current roster is a noticeable lack of Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> People do love them some Frank. Indeed they do. And then Kalen says they are missing two long-term answers in the starting lineup. Point guard and power forward. No matter what changes he makes to his game, Cam Johnson is not wired to be a rebounder of NBA caliber. And campaign is not a distributor who involves everyone in the offense effectively. What do you guys think about that? Um... I think, I mean, I don't totally agree with that, but I think there's some legitimacy on both of those points. Yeah. On on the cam-cam point, if, if you want to call it that, like Monty likes to. Um, the campaign looked, I mean, he's, and I know he got banged up last night, but when he was starting and playing the big workload, I had no complaints with his game. It, it, he has trouble going back to that, uh, that reserve role, I think. Yeah. There was a, we talked about this off the air briefly yesterday, there was a, a rumor and a report going around that that the ownerships are the ownership transition that's happening in Phoenix, the sale of one owner to another. There are NBA rules in place that prevent a team from trading first round draft picks mm. during the sale of a franchise. Yeah, and if that is the case, not only is that highly problematic. 
for this current season, it would also explain a lot of this inactivity. Has anybody proved that? I tried to get it. I I could not get confirmation one way or the other yesterday, but then again, I was busy lighting up a golf course. That's right. That's Kellen. Kellen Olsen knows all. They didn't have any of those answers at the bottom of the cup. (laughs) Babies. Speaking of, we don't have time to get to the question. Unfortunately, maybe we can get it in later. Yes, absolutely. I definitely want to hit on that. But Um, in honor of Dan Bickley's golf tournament win, we're celebrating some of our listeners' big wins in life as well. Nice. The answers are tremendous. Yeah, we will get to that in Off the Grid today. Yes. Because, my man, we started the show celebrating Bick. We're going to end the show celebrating (laughs) Bick and his athletic (laughs) triumphs. Thank you, Sarah. Social studies every morning at 9 o'clock at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter is where you can get involved. Coming up next, we talk NFL with a man who dodged the Broncos-Cardinals broadcast bullet this week. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox 104.3 The Fan in Denver. He'll join us for his weekly visit straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local. Shop EarnhardtFord.com. Every Wednesday we talk NFL with Mark Schlereth from NFL on Fox 104.3 The Fan in Denver. And Mark joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing good. Uh, we've talked so much in our weekly visits about the quarterback positions. Uh, we've talked about the uh, rough seasons that both the Cardinals and the Broncos are having. They play each other this week, and now there's big quarterback questions for both. The bigger question with Arizona, Kyler Murray going down early with the torn ACL. Um, we have. Is it fair, I guess is the way I'll pose this to you, Mark, is it fair to have concerns that a player with the skill set of Kyler Murray can bounce back and be the same or better knowing how reliant he is on his legs and knowing that you went through 20 knee surgeries <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't uh, you know I wasn't trying to win athletically I, I, I came to grips with the fact that um, you know there, there comes a time when you have to mature as a player and you have to play more from your neck up as opposed to your neck down. And that's incredibly true of the quarterback position. Um, Eventually, you have to be able to play the game from your shoulders up. And um, all of us go through that as we start to lose athleticism. But, yeah, this is one of those things that you never know how a guy's going to respond, especially a guy that's relied on athleticism throughout the majority of his career. You know, when things break down, that's where he's at his best. And he's always been able to do that. And you never know how a guy is going to respond. I played with Terrell Davis once he had his ACL and he came back from that. He was never the same player. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I don't know that he broke a thousand yards in two or over the course of all those two or three seasons. So we've seen that right now in Denver. A guy by the name of Cortland Sutton, a receiver, it looked like he was trending fast-tracking to being a top-notch receiver towards ACL two years ago and still has never had any juice at the top of his route since then. So you never know how a guy's going to respond. And one of the things I always tell people that go through an injury is – 
you've got to be able to reestablish what 100% is for you now. Mm-hmm. And it may be 80% of what you used to be, but that's your new 100% level, and you've got to come to grips with that mentally. Because if you keep waiting, you know, to become 100% like you were before the injury, you'll wait yourself right out of the right out of the league, right out of a job. So, you've got to come to grips with that. That takes a certain level of maturity. Um, and that's that's a really hard thing to grasp onto. So we'll see how he responds to that. I hope he, you know, I hope he bounces back and it's better than ever. But um, the odds of that are, are probably pretty slim based yeah. on the history of guys coming back from those injuries. Cardinals are four and fifteen in their last nineteen games. That's a pretty long sample size. You've covered them a few times. You've got a real clear picture of kind of the dysfunction that's going on here. A lot of Cardinal fans worry that this injury to Kyler Murray is going to affect buy more time for the head coach and the general manager. How do you think that might play into an owner who is possibly considering bringing in a different kind of culture? Is this going to is this going to pose some issues for that? Would this make this job in Arizona less appealing to people knowing that the quarterback component is kind of up in the air right now? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the quarterback component, regardless uh, right. whether whether Kyler Murray is hurt or not hurt, is up in the air because you know he hasn't proven that he can operate an NFL offense. And by the way, you're not running an NFL offense, so um, you know I think it, it's inevitable. I mean, I, I look at poor Cliff Kingsbury, and he looks like he wants to go back to college. I mean, it, it just is. It wears you out. I mean, it, this wears you out, and I feel bad for him, but. You know, if you don't understand how to control the line of scrimmage, you don't understand. I just did. I just did Carolina, Seattle, and Steve Wilkes. You know, your guys' this former head coach who's a one and done guy, and to watch the transformation that he's made throughout his coaching career, having that experience of losing in Arizona and getting, you know, getting fired, um, and to look back on it and say, hey, well, what would what what, you, what would you have done differently, or what did you learn? And you know, he's like. Man, I gotta, I gotta be hands on. I gotta, and I have to develop my philosophy. This is what we're gonna be, and and damn it, that's what we're gonna be. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, sidestep that. I'm not gonna, you know, relinquish uh, control. I'm not like, and not in a bad way. Not being a control freak, but saying this is the way we're gonna do things. And if I'm gonna get fired or I'm not gonna get another opportunity, I'm going down the way I want to go down. And understanding how you got to control the line of scrimmage. I was talking to Steve about this. He's like, listen, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, um, especially late in the season, you can't win in the NFL. I'm sorry, both defensively and offensively, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, if you can't control that, um, then you you don't have an opportunity to win. You you just cannot win on, hey, we've got more skill than you. I'm sorry, but that just does not win in the NFL consistently. So, you know, just just kind of having those philosophical discussions of of what really wins. And ultimately, I look at the way you guys are constructed. You you can't consistently no, win. You'll right. excite people and you'll score touchdowns. And you know, and DeAndre Hopkins will make a one-handed catch out of bounds that'll just go, "Oh my gosh, this is great." But the <laughs> bottom line is, you won't consistently win um, until you learn how to until you kind of change your philosophical approach to football. And and that's what I believe needs to happen. I I can completely concur with you. I, I look. I remember before the season, I was looking at the 49ers and I thought, okay, they've got a really great roster and they've got question 
question marks at quarterback. Would you rather have the team with the, with the high ceiling quarterback and the iffy roster, or would you ha- rather have the rather, as I watch that 49er play, 49ers team play, I'm like, I want one of those. I, I want that kind of, right. I want a physical kind of team that hits you in the face. And how do you build that? How do you effectively change that? Well, you've got to change philosophically. You have to understand what's important. And that's that's the problem. You have to be okay with saying, hey, listen, truly the, the most skilled position in football, those guys in the trenches. Because, you know, you have to, the, the technique you have to have to move a guy who's similar strength and similar size to you um, and move that guy and put him where you want to put him, that takes an, an unbelievable amount of skill. Just an unreal amount of skill and technique. And so you've got to change your philosophical approach to saying, hey, man, two-yard runs are, are awesome. Like, as long as we're finishing forward, as long as we're, you know, dispensing justice and, and, and putting people on their heels, because those are the things that, that, that matter. Those are the things that change what we're doing. And, um, and you've got to embrace that philosophical approach. You've got to sell that to your football team. And then it becomes one of those things where we can win those trench battles. Then it's not, hey, man, we've got to have our quarterback win games for us. It's our quarterback just can't lose games for us. And, and that's a change of, of philosophical approach. San Francisco's winning and blowing people out with not their second-team quarterback, but their third-team quarterback. Mm, that's right. Uh, and which, is, which is incredible right now. But, again, it just goes to show you there are different ways to do it. Um, and as long as you play efficiently. Now, listen, if you get into a shootout or you get into a situation where somebody jumps on you and you're down by 14 points early, then it's hard to come back and win those games. Yeah. That's hard. Um, you know, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or whether it's Brock Purdy, that, that's going to be hard. But the bottom line is you rarely get yourself into those positions because you play so well and you control the line of scrimmage and you've got defensive players that can fly around and make plays. Like, it, you rarely get yourself down by 10, 12 points. Mark Schlereth, our weekly guest talking NFL. Real quick before we let you go on the Cardinals opponent, Russell Wilson had the it's pretty scary looking uh, concussion with the eyes fluttering. I know he's in the protocol. Do you expect him to play Sunday against the Cardinals? Is there any reason for Russell Wilson to play at this point? Well, you'd like to build on some of what they did last week. They moved Jerry Judy out to the X receiver or the weak side receiver where Cortland Sutton normally plays. And, you know, X individual routes where Russell Wilson's just reading one route and throwing the ball. And, I mean, Jerry Judy can get open quickly. And, and that, that he was eight targets, eight receptions, uh, three touchdowns. I mean, that was a big, big day. Uh, and it was, it was nice to actually see the offense play a little bit. Although, I will tell you that I think I think Kansas City jumped up 27 nothing, and then it was like a cat playing with a half-dead mouse on the porch. Uh, you know, right? They, they, like every now and then, get a mouse would open its little eye and try to scoot a crayon, and the cat would just bat it with his cat foot, all right? You know, just knock it right back with his right. cat, little cat foot or paw or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I, I did feel like that was like a... Yeah, it wasn't real, but it was exciting to at least. This is how bad it is in Denver right now. We're counting moral victories. Like, yeah. hey, we didn't lose by a lot, and we were <laughs> in it at the end, you know, and everybody's excited about that. Like, That's how how low we've sunk right now. To, that's what we think. But uh, I don't even know what the question was. I don't even care. Uh, it's just, it's just, I'm with you guys. 
<laughs> this football season is just freaking depressing. Yeah, depressing. It's almost over, Mark. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't play. I I wouldn't play him. I, I let him sit. But it wasn't ma- at this point. It wasn't matter. <laughs> Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you next week, Mark. Thanks, Mark Slurth. Right. Well, on NFL on Fox 104.3, the fan in Denver. And yes, he did avoid. He was he was fearing that he would have to call the Cardinals Broncos game, and he doesn't have to. But he joins us every week on uh, Wednesdays to talk football. You can also text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we had the Holiday Heroes yesterday, so we didn't get to play. Mustache! Not a mustache! We'll do it next. It's Pickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Bigley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, for our daily poll question. Looking at the Phoenix Suns. Dan Vince, what is the biggest problem for the Suns right now? Shut up, Jarrett. During the five-game losing streak, Chris Paul's play, injuries, or roster composition? I'm going to focus on the use of the phrase right now. Yeah. And I'm going to say injuries right now. Okay. Okay. They're yeah, all, I think that's the all factors. That I think that's the proper vote. Yeah. All right. Let's place a vote for injuries. Who? 67% of our voters say Chris Paul's play is the biggest issue right now for the Suns. Injuries, 20% of the vote. Roster composition, 13% of the vote. Yeah, if we're still talking about Chris Paul's play when everybody's back healthy, then we got we get ourselves a story. Indeed. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage. Shut up, Jared. Yeah. Just real quick, Pat Forty and Jeff Goodman saying that no sanctions for Sean Miller will be coming down in this report. <laughs> if somehow, if somehow U of A gets punished, but not and, Sean, and not Miller. Sean Miller. Can you imagine that? Oh boy, I can't imagine that actually. You okay back there, Jared? No. That's fascinating, Don. Yeah, fascinating. Good. Wow. All right, let's transition. <laughs> Mustache. <laughs> mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache. A mustache. A mustache. Big mustache. Big mustache. My mustache. Your mustache. Say the word. The word mustache. A mustache. A mustache. Now we both have said mustache. A mustache. A mustache. If you only got a mustache. Well, a lot of these kids have mustaches. No, no, I do too. Aww. Yes, that was the voice of Mike Leach. And this is edition of Mustache, Not a Mustache, America's fastest growing facial hair related quiz sensation is in his honor. It will be all things related to pirates. Pirates. Oh. And I will uh, be playing a soundbite from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song. And they'll have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. So you get a bonus point if you correctly identify the person. First one, the 10 wins. Bickley was not here for last week's edition, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, Ring. So we'll go to random.org. And Dan Bickley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dan Bickley, you get to choose. Do you want to wow. go first or yeah, second? Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go first, Jarrett. <laughs> you'll go first, and you'll get this clue. Uh, 
Uh, that would be KC from KC and the Sunshine Band, not a mustache. That is correct. I love the uh, the stretch already on the first one. That's good. The booty. Less songs about pirates that, that aren't just sea shanties than you would think. A lot of songs about booty, though. Yeah, good point. Nora Jones has a pirate song, I believe. What? Well, not a mustache. I've been thinking about adding that component to blonde or brunette. To to, act, to get the women involved in mustache. Yeah, mustache. let's involve a woman on this show. <laughs> uh, let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. All right, uh, Vince, your first one. What's another word for pirate treasure? Well, I think it's booty, but it is. Yes, I got ball bouncing up here, bumping, and you want to know why? Because I'm a chunkin'. I'm in the pocket, just a green teeth. Got some prize of me, so you don't have to wait. Uh, that is uh, the unmistakable sound of the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. Yes. Not a mustache. That is correct. All right. Two to two. Uh, Dan Bickley. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the second voices are what we're looking for. You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. <laughs> I knew you all up to me. Commodore Norrings in my effects, please. And my hat. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest movie characters of all time, Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, mustache. That is correct. Two yeah. points for you. Big's running a layup line here. That That's a layup line. That, that's, that's right in my wheelhouse. That is. Uh, it, it happens that he's a fan thought. of a very particular movie that has a lot of pirates. But you have you have heard of me. But you have heard of me. But you have heard of me. <laughs> all right. Uh, Vince? Yes. 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 Got to turn this on. That would yes. be very helpful. Come on, booty pirate. That booty. <laughs> <laughs> That's our buddy Jermaine Gresham from this very radio show. Uh, mustache. Yes, I actually c- cobbled together two separate appearances. Yeah. Come on, booty pirate. That booty. <laughs> For Jermaine Gresham. I miss Jermaine Gresham. Jermaine Gr- Gresham got this radio show. Remember, he was like, I'm, I come on the radio yeah. with you guys because you guys are different. He says he does like one interview a yeah. year and it's with us or and, whatever. Yeah, the, the Cardinals uh, staff, they're kind of verified that. It's like, he doesn't like doing radio, but yeah. he likes going on with right. you guys. Right. Yep. All right, uh, Dan. Yeah. Ran into a chum with a bottle of rum And we wound up drinking all night It's those changes in attitudes Changes in attitudes Nothing remains quite the same Oh, uh, that would be the great musical fraud that is Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and I'm going to guess... I've seen him in both... I'm going to guess not a mustache. Oh, that's early. Oh, early, early Jimmy. Okay. Early Jimmy with the mustache. Okay. But that was, you are correct, though. That is Jimmy Buffett. All right. Uh, Dan, uh, Vince Murata. Dan Murata. <laughs> Vince Bickley. Vince Bickley. When I'm dying, I might not be composed enough to compose while I'm decomposing. Who's the swiniest swine in the world? That I never saw the movie, but I think uh, Captain Hook, Christopher Walken, yes, mustache. Of that course. is correct. His unmistakable, even while trying to do whatever the hell accent he was trying to do, <laughs> he still sounds like his, Christopher yeah, his Walken. Unmistakable uh, presentation there. All right, Dan. I'm leading 6-5. Dan. Too long I've been parched of thirst, unable to quench it. 
Too long I've been starving to death and haven't died. I feel nothing. Not the wind on my face, nor the spray of the sea. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Uh, that would be Barbosa, not Leandro, but that would be Hector Barbosa. That would be Jeffrey Rush, if I can flex here. Yes, yes. And the best pirate actor I have ever seen in my life. Now, mustache. Yes, that is there correct. There we go. All right, we're cooking and booking. Uh, it's like a 7-6 da- lead. Vince? Yes. Well done, Jared. Yes. Uh, Michael Bolton, not a mustache. That is correct. Oh, so Where the heck did that come from? That's from the uh, the the lonely. It was, lonely it was a lonely island. Andy Samberg's uh, comedy troupe. Yes, they had a song, and then they made it into a sketch on Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, it was so good. I haven't heard it in a long time. All right, uh, Dan. Yes. Barbate, you're a bilge rider to scare me, dog. Shiver me timbers. <laughs> uh, that would be Ron Wolfley, yes. not a mustache. That is correct. All right, Dan, uh, Vince, you need this. Dan, Dan, All right, Sarah, uh, Dan, Dan, Danny, uh, Judge, ma- Major, Danny. Major, Doctor, uh, Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. Wolf would look so good with an eye patch. <laughs> I just want to put that out. Yeah, with a mustache. Idea. Yeah, but the pirate thing. A mustache and an eye patch and a peg leg. Eye patch, not an eye patch. All right, Vinny, for the win. For the win. We're looking for the one that's the majority here. Okay. We got a problem. We pushed the ship too hard. We're off the grid. That means the computer's now offline. Captain. The ship's broken. Captain. Uh, it's the ship's broken. We had to go. Nobody gets hurt. Look at me. Sure. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. Uh, Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips, is that the name of the movie? There you yes. Go. Uh, not a mustache. Oh, no. Did he have a mustache? He did. He had a, he, he had a beard in that movie. Another movie I never saw. You never saw? It's a good, very yeah. good movie. Yeah. Okay, I've then. I've heard that quote a billion times. Well, yes. I am the captain now. Uh, and not only am I the captain now, I am the t- person in charge of a tiebreaker. And you don't have one. No, of course I have one, but... You're going to have to stay tuned until yes. after the break. Yes. Because. I have to Google something. No, I have to Google something. No, because we're running late and, and I want have, people to stay tuned. And we on. have already made plans for off the grid and Jarrett's unpreparedness has derailed Not them. unprepared for anything. I'm just teasing. It's what we call in the business a yeah, tease. Yeah, whatever, on. Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Not a mustache. More of a dumb man. Mustache, guy. Mustache, oh, the exciting conclusion of Jarrett's mess. I mean, mustache, not a mustache. Next, here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. A lot of these kids have mustaches. No, no, I do too. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the day. Today's 
song of the Dave, is this uh, Phil Collins or Genesis? This is Genesis. This is Genesis. Misunderstanding. So you talked about uh, Kyler Murray and the nature of how he's misunderstood. Yeah. That was, Hollywood Brown was speaking on that late yeah. last week. Yes. So in honor of Kyler Murray and those who misunderstand him, yes. here's your song of the day. What I misunderstand is how this pops up on my Apple Music uh, personal station all the time when I never hit like or anything. Wow. All the time. I just listen a, all bad, the way through every it's time. It's not a bad song. Yeah. It just pops up not all my time. Tempo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, either like of you, the guy from uh, Whiplash. Either of, you like, either of you like Genesis, the Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins version? Mm. I like the Phil Collins yeah. version much better. But I like Phil Collins solo stuff better. All right. There. Misunderstanding Genesis, today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Uh, no Vinny Joe trivia today because people are waiting a tingle with anticipation on how this game of mustache, yeah. not a mustache, will work out. Got a Jarrett Gregory trivia for you here. <laughs> All right, so... This was a pirate-themed edition of Mustache, Not a Mustache. We're going to the most famous pirate, perhaps, of all time. Edward Teach, otherwise known as Blackbeard Yarg. the Pirate. In what year was the bearded, mustachioed Blackbeard the Pirate born? Hang on, I have to re uh, I have to verify my identity to our communications oh, system here. Oh, this is that annoying call. <laughs> Those people trying to sign on to your teams to give yeah. answers to mustache, not a mustache. Trying to hide so Vinny's, going to, Vinny's, Vinny's going to message me his guess for oh. the year that Edward Teach Blackbeard the Pirate was born. Mm. Okay. Uh, Vince sending it to the wrong account. Sent Hold it on. to a different <laughs> one there. It's just, Jeremy out there is like, what? No clue. Well... Still not, I've not received it yet. You haven't? I sent it. What a debacle this is. It's Jared's fault. This is like everything else. Did well, you get that I, one? No, I, I haven't gotten it. But I have it written down. I, okay. I'll be totally well, honest, legit. Okay. The golden rule here. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to guess here, but I, I'm, a big, I'm a big pirate fan. Mm -hmm. And I know the age of piracy was late 1600s to the early mid 1700s, which mm -hmm. would tell me that Blackbeard was born somewhere in the mid 1600s. I'm going to guess 1666. 1666. Dan, uh, Vince, what was your answer? Uh, my answer was 1845. Oh, I just oh my. Oh, I won this. I won this. That was like the Civil War almost. All right. Uh, <laughs> the answer is 1680. Okay. You were within 14. Years, okay. very impressive. That's just, that's just logical cases. deduction there. That's all that was. Jerry, you ruined the whole show. You did. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, so what else I, is new? At least I gave you. <laughs> at least I gave you three hours and fifty-one minutes before I ruined it. Uh, I get a second opinion on that if I read. Not you. one. Not one Tampa Bay Buccaneers question. No pirates. No Buccaneers. Pirates. Yes, Willie no. Stargell mustache. Not Princess one Bride. East Carolina pirates question. I, no. Not it's one quote about stealing cable. Come on, Jerry. Yeah, uh, there was a famous Pittsburgh again. pirate who might have had the greatest mustache in history. Do you know who that would have been? Uh, what's his name? Manny Sanguian. <laughs> Dave Parker. 
Keep going. Played second base. Oh, Phil Garner. Yeah, you got it. Phil Garner. One of the greatest you, mustaches in history. Would you recognize a quote from him, though? The voice is not be able particularly... To find a quote from him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, because things. Jared doesn't even know who he is. I know who Phil Gardner was. Steve? He was a manager, too. Arizona oh, penalties, right. by the way. Jeff Goodman put this out there. Man, they really got smacked. Took him five Ooh. years to, to do uh, this. A $5,000 fine. <laughs> oh, man. $1,000 per year of the investigation. A, a reduction in scholarships for the 2023-24 season by one, which can totally be navigated uh, around by NIL. And a seven-week recruiting communication ban for the 2022-23 academic year. Killed him. Not much. And then yeah. Sean Miller, no penalties we at all. We said it in real time. The FBI putting money, resources, and time into that was what an a absolute joke. joke. What an absolute joke. Over. The fact that they did a pre-dawn raid on on Book Richardson's house. Yeah. Are you joking the investigation. me? And he went to jail. And he went to jail. It took over 1,900 days. Unbelievable. Um, we brought this up at Social Studies. Got a little time for it. Because Bick, my man Bick is a champion. He won the Holiday Heroes Scramble yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Out at GCU Golf yeah. Course. And before uh, anyone thinks I'm unnecessarily flexing, I want to say my guy Bear from Waltz brought along his brother-in-law who showed up wearing jeans <laughs> and was a freaking ringer. Did you hit, you hit key putts? I did. Yeah. Many of them. Uh, what is the greatest thing you've ever won? Have you won any championships, contests, competitions? For me... It's all stupid sports-related stuff. Um, I hit the game-winning shot in the media division championship game of a three-on-three tournament. Big flex. That's, a that's, two-pointer like over, that. over Jude LaCava. Yeah! Oh, 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 I like that. Did you, did, you, did you stand over him? <laughs> How's that taste, Jude? <laughs> and several <laughs> slow-pitch co-ed softball championships. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, Okay. What do we get? Any good answers? Coloring yes. contest. Justin Yarbrough, a hot dog eating contest during intermission of a minor league hockey game. Amazing. Yeah. A coloring contest in fourth grade. Rachel H. She got to do a one minute shopping spree at the grocery store. She grabbed oh, hella fruit awesome. snacks and juice boxes. <laughs> oh, this is the look, best look one. through this. No. Tyler Hamelwright. In high school, I wasn't the coolest or biggest nerd. Some of my classmates spread around the nomination that I won. Couples should have been with the cr- coolest girl in school when we were introduced at an assembly. She kissed me in front of the whole school. Wow. Way to go, Tyler. Talk about an increase. A good thread. In Check it out. Yeah, very good thread. Thanks to Al McCoy, Bobby Hurley, Mark Schlereth. We'll catch you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke up next.